What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from High V and Toys and Ford. Dan here with you, and if I sound a little weird, it's because I'm recording this while I'm driving to deer camp. Going to do a little bow hunting here. So we're going to have a quick first things first. Then we've got uh, Joe Grabowski, our good friend, former offensive lineman for the Badgers, owner at Cabin Coffee, joining us like he usually does on Thursdays. But a uh, quick first things first, recapping Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst's press conference. Weird. Didn't really learn a whole lot there. Uh, I guess, you know, maybe a couple highlights were that he wasn't ready to endorse Jordan Love as the long-term starter, future starter for the Packers. Indicated these are Big Ten games uh, coming up for him and for, for this team. He touched on the Rasul Douglas trade, saying that uh, they weren't necessarily looking to trade anybody. Uh, but the value was was too good uh, at that point. And maybe for some of you, you saw that he kind of insinuated it could be a top 50 pick for them, even though it's a pick that's in the, in the 100s or like top 100. And what he means by that is, according to the Packers board, it could be a, uh, a top 50 player according to their board. So, But, you know, the thing is, if you still view yourself as a team that's going to win a bunch of games and still trying to get a, into a postseason spot, you don't trade a guy like Rasul Douglas, especially at that position, you know, at, at that particular position, if you still have the mindset, the goal of getting to the postseason, because this makes your team weaker. It, it does. It's it's. There's no way of talking around it. It makes your team that much weaker. And he talked about, you know, getting some of these other guys reps and seeing what they have there. You could have said that with a bunch of other positions on this team. Edge, edge rusher being a big one, you know, with Preston Smith over there, who was a name that was talked about, could he be traded? You got your first-round pick, Lucas Van Ness. You got, you know, Kiki Inagbare over there. Why wouldn't you want to see more reps with them? And, and I get it. They do a better job probably at rotating those guys in. But it just – I don't necessarily buy that excuse. I, I don't buy that. Uh, I just think there was – I think he legitimately liked the thought of a third-round pick and getting that value – and clearing up some cap space for, for, for next year. I, I think that's what it boiled down to. So, But, again, didn't really learn a whole lot from from Goody's presser, uh, which is to be expected. You know, you're not going to learn a whole lot. They're not going to tell you all these secrets and such. But did indicate, did acknowledge that there is a lot of frustration. Uh, acknowledge that, you know, defensively, there's it's a lot from last year, just not consistent. Um, you know, looked at, you know, the wide receiver or the, the offense, excuse me, and, and talked about uh, the ups and downs and, and that sort of stuff. So again, typical general manager press conference didn't, uh, didn't really reveal a whole lot in my opinion, wasn't any like noteworthy comments or anything like that, but shout out to, to Jason Wilde who covers the Packers. I thought he did a fantastic job in that press conference, kind of really asking pointed questions to Goody, like. You know, with Douglas, how does this make your team better? Uh, you know, he mentioned the the tanking, and Goody took offense to, you know, the idea that teams tank in the NFL. And he said, I think teams just kind of acknowledge that the position that they're in and make moves based off that, which, let's be real, that is also tanking Goody, okay? But Goody's not going to say teams tank because that's a no-no. But the way he described it about how you know, teams just kind of assess the, the position that they're in and make moves based off that. That is another form of tanking. So that's my uh, first things first here. Let's just jump right into uh, our chats, our weekly chat with our good buddy, Joe Grabowski. 
It is time to catch up with our good buddy, Mr. Joe Grabowski, Cabin Coffee, former Badger offensive lineman. Merry Christmas. Because it's got snow there. So. Yeah. Great to wake up the snow today. Love it. Uh, actually, happy Halloween. But yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, is it, you were just out on a road. So is it like people kind of forgot what winter is right now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it usually happens yeah. in Wisconsin. It takes the first snowfall to get us accustomed to it, mm-hmm. knock the rust off on how to drive in winter. Yep. I saw a couple of tow uh, tow vehicles on 53 heading into work this morning. So, mm-hmm. yep. yep. Uh, well, uh, first things first. Let's uh, chat a little Badgers after Ohio State. So the Badgers did fall 24 to 10, mm-hmm. but it feels like, and from a lot of people, either their fans or or people who cover the team, it, they took away uh, maybe some more positives uh, f- from this game. Are you a believer in moral victories? By the way, that's always kind of a debate. You know, maybe more so amongst fans out there, like. Yeah, they were close, you know. So we did this, we did that. Even though we lost, we still did that. Where, where are you a big moral victory type of person? I I would more use it as a gauge to where I am as compared to where I thought I was, if that makes sense. Um, again, we have to realize it's a team sport. So mm-hmm. it takes 11 guys on both sides of the ball to move the ball, to stop the ball. Everything is in, you know, and one guy blows an assignment, blows a call, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's chaos. I don't believe in moral victories. I don't because when you're accustomed to winning, which we've been spoiled at Wisconsin, I've mentioned that. Right. Since, you know, Coach Alvarez came in. Um, but I am also happy that it was not a blowout like people were predicting. Um, I thought that it was a positive showing for Wisconsin. I think that it did a lot for them as a team. It builds some confidence. You're coming into no into November now. The season is long. You're banged up. I don't believe in moral victories um, because um, I just it, it to me it, it's my offensive line coach said something. Don't ever confuse effort with results. Mm. And I, like that. I still use that mm-hmm. to this day, um, not on other people, but on myself. Mm-hmm. If my results are not what I was planning. It has to come back to my effort. So I, I, I've told my kids this growing up. Um, you know, I told you that football is life in my world. Yep. These are the things that I took from football that, uh, you know, that were super important. Um, but so don't ever confuse effort with results. I like that quote. And I think I just got the name for this episode <laughs> on the pod there too. So uh, one question that we had, and, and I'm going to kind of piggyback it off of this game. So we had a question for, from a listener talking about, and I don't know if this is, you know, if, if they saw something or just in general, but they they had asked, you know, when, when offensive linemen jump, is it mostly the, the offensive lineman's fault, like offsides, or is it the quarterback? You know, uh, I guess I'll piggyback it piggyback off this when you see four of the five offensive linemen and not the center snap yeah. you know i gotta imagine that's a little bit different yes uh at, at that point and then you know the second part was i was gonna ask because we kind of talked a little bit about off the air you know brain lock on that snap whenever he he's clapping mm-hmm. is that because he is kind of a backup and, and coming in because it is at home you would think he'd be able to hear a, right. a snap count on there you know uh again Every quarterback is different. So mm-hmm. if you're with your starting quarterback and you you run thousands of plays in practice, and the cadence is always the same. Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare that there's a different tone in the voice, etc. You know, maybe a little bit more excitement, maybe a higher pitch, but it's usually the same cadence 
all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, you throw in a, a backup quarterback in there, and now all the stuff that you've done this entire time and heard thousands and thousands of snaps, um, now a difference. So it's a little bit of both. Um, as far as an offensive lineman, if I got a guy in a gap and the ball's going to the right and uh, he's on an outside shoulder, he's in the gap, and I know that I have to get out there in a hurry, mm-hmm. so otherwise he's going to be in the backfield <laughs> like before the play develops. And then I'm going to be on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you're a little bit amped up on some plays. It's not that you're not going full, you know, giving your all on every play because you are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes your drop steps got to be a little faster. You got to have a little bit more, a little more uh, hitching your giddy up in order to get to that thing. Otherwise, it's going to, he's going to blow the play up. So, a lot of times it is a quarterback. And, you know, it depends too, like especially if the defense is moving, because you're making your calls off the Mike linebacker and all the other stuff that's going on while you're in your stance. You're not just sitting out with your head down. You're looking to see, and sometimes there's like a last minute call when you're trying to communicate with the offensive line. Like there's the Mike, you know, whatever it is, or you're doing an audible. So that's what because there's so much that happens. And I mean, if you listen, you've heard the audibles. You know, the Peyton Manning, the Omaha, all the all the audibles that happen. Yeah. Those are all happening within a short window of time, and you're adjusting your blocking technique and your assignments based on that. So it's a there's a lot going on before that ball snap. Yeah, because you hear like you know obviously you hear the quarterback doing you know mm-hmm. a lot of that, but how involved is the center uh, also in, in in you know kind of maybe telling the protections or telling you guys what to do? Um, he's calling up the mic linebacker, and then based on where that or where the mic is. You as an offensive line are communicating. Are you in a scoop? Are you combo blocking? There's so much that's happening, and a lot of it's on the fly just before the ball is snapped. So, um, if you're hopping off sides, sometimes you're overthinking stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you know, so um, <clears throat> it goes both ways. So, but uh, sometimes it is the offensive line, and uh, I, I think uh, my brother was playing like the Madden '99, and I'm on there. And he's like, and he's playing the Badgers or whatever. No, it wasn't Madden. It was that EA College Sports. Oh, that's yep. what it was. Sorry, I'm like yep. not in Madden. Um, and uh, he played the Badgers, and uh, for for some reason, I was always hopping off sides. He's like, oh, it's just, <laughs> just like real life, Joe. Oh my gosh. I got to play. <laughs> hey, 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 thanks, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like seeing your number on a video game though? Too I interesting. Mean, yeah, I said. I mean, it was. It's a cool experience. Yeah. You know, and uh, like I said, I'm a legend in my own mind. You should hear me. <laughs> We can hear you. I love chatting with you, man. These are awesome stuff. What's your thought? Like, you know, I'm kind of envisioning you maybe like the old days Lombardi sweep, but now it's like there's during a Packer game where they're asking like a lineman to go from one end and come all the way across the line to pick up a speed rusher. Mm-hmm. And it seems like more times than not that doesn't work. Right. I mean, when I don't know if you've ever had to do something like that where it's like you have to giddy up and get going to the other other offense. I mean, that's got to be just I, – I would have to imagine for an offensive lineman, like you got to be getting off that block right away and, and you know, on your tail to, to get over there. Absolutely. I mean, you ask so much of your offensive line. You're doing combo blocks. You're doing one-on-one. Um, you're coming off on a linebacker. You're also pulling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, athletes, offensive line are just tremendous athletes. And, again, I, I know I was one, so I'm not – like, this is not an ego thing. Like, oh, if you're not an offensive lineman, you're not an athlete. But there's so much more than the meets the eye. You're not just, you know – big huge human beings that are crashing into each other repeatedly like a wave on the ocean it's just there, there's so much going on mm-hmm. um even to the point and the and you try not to adjust your stance when you when you got to pull because that's a key that the, uh, that the defense is is keying on 
if you're leaning back in your stance, it's either going to be a pass or you're pulling. Right. You know, or if you're leaning all the way forward, and then there's an audible where you got to pull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't adjust your stance because you're already in it. Right. Um, so there can be no wasted movements. You know, if you're pulling down the line, there can be no wasted movements. It's got to be so fluid in order for you to get the guy because every person on the field right now is a Division One college football player, or if you're in the prof- or in the pros, even faster. So you can't have wasted movements mm-hmm. because that little second step that you shouldn't have taken is is enough for you to to not get your block and have the guy pull to play. Yeah, it's 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 a game of inches. It mm-hmm. really is. Do you think? And I, I think I might know your answer on this one already. But do you think like? Offensive linemen maybe tend to get blank, you know, they'll get flagged and, you know, they're called for something, but they tend to maybe more times than not get the the brunt of the, the, the penalty. So, like, instance, it was the Packers game. There was an ineligible lineman down the field, mm-hmm. but it was a screen pass that got blown up, so the right. timing was off. Yep. The offensive lineman gets penalized for mm-hmm. it, but really he's just doing his job at that point, yeah. right? Because you know? he's not looking behind him to see the ball there. You, you, it's a, it's a count in your head. Mm-hmm. You're blocking your guy one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Throw him and go up to the next level. That's mm-hmm. how you rehearse it in your mind. You're counting one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, and then you chuck him and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's all timing. You know, so yes, you can be downfield um, <laughs> if the timing of the play is not there. Yeah, right. And then of course you get the flag on you, and it's not your fault. But right, you you know. get, you're the one that gets embarrassed of with course. the mic, you yes, know, and the ref and that. Oh and, yeah, it's, and then it's us general awesome. fans are like, you know, yelling at the TV. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but if you think about it, it's like that guy can't know what's going on not, behind him. Not a clue, you know. Not a clue. And um, I just, I, I know we've talked about before that imaginary line. Like, it's sometimes you can see the lineman like stop right in front. Like they had, <laughs> like they know, like there's a flashlight or a laser there where they know. Right. But and on the same t- even our screen pass. You have to sell that as that is either going to be a you know a run block of of some sort. Yeah. Because the minute you let up on the defensive lineman, they're already going. They're That's on, where they back off. They're like, right? oh yeah. no no no. I, I yeah, because yep. they've seen their plays. They know the play. They know what, you know what your tendencies are. And if you don't sell it, mm-hmm. um, again, he'll blow the play up in the backfield. So there's so much that happens in every single play. And that's why I said I don't watch the football game for the running backs. I don't watch it for the wide receivers. I don't watch the quarterback. The only thing I'm watching is the offensive line, how they're working as a unit. Um, are they coming off, you know, the ball? Like, where where are we? Be- and then in, in, in my mind, I can't stop calling out defenses, and, and you know, because I'm still in the, in it, mm-hmm. like like I'm playing. You know, right. it, it, I know it's ridiculous, and I, I understand that, and I'm I'm working on that. But no, that's <laughs> that's where I really really enjoy chatting with you and, and kind of getting to know the ends because I feel like. Just for you kind of giving us a peek behind the curtain and from your experiences and such, anybody who just thought, okay, offense linemen, all they do is block, mm-hmm. I've been gaining a more appreciation for offensive line play because of how you've like, well, you know what? There's a difference between run and pass block. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about, you know, the timing of screen passes, pulling guards, right. you know. You said, you know, even mentioning, like, or even like, you know, talking about having the sell something and you know like for for the screen pass there's so much that goes on with playing offensive line that i feel like general fans don't really know about Very true. and that's where i i really enjoy these conversations with you because you pull back that curtain and be like well wait a minute here <laughs> you know this is actually what what goes on right. and that sort of thing and it you know everybody says the toughest position in all sports is the quarterback but 
I kind of put offensive line up there a little bit there, too, because of so many different things you have to do. Absolutely. And I think it's it's been nice, uh, you know, because usually offensive linemen don't get any recognition, but now you have the Jason Kelseys of the world. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's doing a podcast with his brother, and, you know, he's a dominant force. And now, I mean, he has the personality, and, like, it highlights not just – all you do is block. All you do is just smash your head into somebody else, yeah. and that's it. I mean, it's a battle of wills and it's a battle of force. But now you, I mean, you watch him play. That guy is a stud. Yeah, and he's not an overly. He's not three hundred and forty pounds, or and he's he, he and he's been this long in the lead. The guy is just phenomenal. And you throw a little bit of a of character in there, and and he shows you like the personality of people. It kind of highlights offensive linemen, you mm-hmm. know. And you look at guys like Joe Thomas. Yeah, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame now. Like the guy is is just a joy to listen to when he talks because he has so much knowledge and uh, mm-hmm. I mean I said it highlights that the offensive line that let's face it it's a thankless job and we know it it's mm-hmm. a it's a blue collar grab your hard hat grab your lunch pail we're going to work kind of atmosphere and the only guys that give a crap about what you're doing are the guys that are playing next to you or another offensive line from another team like dude did you see that right you know that's it yeah. but. We, you don't want the accolades. You, we never did. Mm-hmm. Like I said the only time you highlight an offensive lineman is if, if you screwed up. Right. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, I know running backs and wide receivers get hit, quarterbacks get sacked, but no other positions got like two blunt forces going at each other every single play and all that force generated there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I just think about how bad my knees would probably be after after all that stuff yep. too. So I said it's uh, some days it's a chore to walk, but mm-hmm. again, I, I wouldn't change a, a thing about it. Yeah, like yeah, I'm beat up, it, it, but that's became with the territory. And if I had to do it all over again with the same results, I'd do it yesterday. I mean, it was I, I just had an amazing time, and I still have lifelong friends, and I did so much cool stuff. I I, I and met some such interesting, awesome people in my life that have influenced me. Now, whether it was a positive or a negative way, I still took those experiences with me, and I st- and that's which. Yeah, that's how I raise my kids. I mean, that's how I run my business. It's all incorporated into it. It it, it just connects all the way through. Yeah. So you mentioned Kelsey. Last question for mm-hmm. you. Your thoughts on everybody saying ban the tush push or the brotherly shove or whatever the heck they want to call it the the quarterback sneak. Stop it. <laughs> you know, Until you can stop it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I remember, and I sorry the memory is getting worse, but I, and but we were we were playing a game at Wisconsin, and I think we ran like like the veer or something. It was, I don't remember the play, but we ran it like thirteen times in a row, and we were all winded across the front of the line. And I mean, because mm-hmm. it's the same play over and over again, but we're gaining yards. And we and then we kind of, I think uh, our center's like, hey, uh, I think it's open to the, you know, on, 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 over to the right side. We should run this play. He's like, we're not. And the offensive line coach stands up, walks over to the side of the field, and yells across to the defensive coordinator who he knows and says, I'm going to clean this up a lot. <laughs> we're going to keep running that play until you bleeping stop it. And then he comes back down. And he's like, any other questions? That's awesome. <laughs> and, but and, but that was the mindset. Like yeah. I mean, just and that had to fire you guys. Oh my up gosh, too. it does I mean. because when you're still get, when they know when they know where the ball is going, and they're loading the box on that side, and you're still getting yardage, mm-hmm. and you're still 
imposing your will on other people and still being able to do the job even when they know it's coming. Yeah. It's like a slow-moving train, and nothing, whatever you put in front of it, you can't stop it That's until awesome. the momentum stops. That said, it's it's just a great – It's I get so fired up about playing football, you know, and just the mentality because in my mind, I'm still 20, I'm still 20 21 mm-hmm. years old. Now, physically I'm not, but, like, <laughs> I still feel like I still got it in me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. I got one drive left. Come on, just put the ambulance in the end zone. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. You give me goosebumps <laughs> every time I talk to you, man. That's so cool. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up here. We got, uh, you know, November coming up uh, yep. over here, too. So. Absolutely. So our drink of the month is the German uh, German chocolate delight. Mm-hmm. And if you like German chocolate cake, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It's I had it last week. It's awesome. Chocolate yep. cake in a cup. Yep. Like, how can that be bad? <laughs> how can that be wrong? Um, wow. And then, of course, I brought in the uh, the Southwest uh, with the sausage, and the Southwest sauce, which everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's our a big seller for us in the morning. If you haven't had, it, stop on by. Absolutely, I promise you'll be worth it. Heck yeah, man! So. Uh, before I let you go, do you have a favorite Halloween go-to candy when uh, your daughter was maybe trick-or-treating? Did you yeah. dig through the bucket and grab yes. a certain one? Yes. Um, you know, you got always have to go with, with, with the bread and butter is always a Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was partial to the Twix there for a long time. Um, those are probably my two go-to. Yeah. Um, every time I try to avoid sweets because I'm trying not to be such a large human being. I'm still trying to work on that. And uh, But, yeah, I'll occasionally sneak one of those. Yeah. It's uh it's my guilty pleasure. I'm like a Kit Kat Twix guy too. There, yeah. yeah. And Kit Kats are amazing. I know. It's the overly sugary, sugary like the nerds. It just hurts my teeth. I was gonna say I can feel my yeah, teeth. Absolutely. You know, just like getting cavities built in <laughs> there. Charlie Ranchers. I can't do that yeah. either. Cause yeah. Like, but like the overall, like the traditional, mm-hmm. uh, good Twix is always amazing. But I, I, I go with the caramel, even though the peanut butter is still really good. Yeah. Yep. Just, I do too, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, I know you had to adjust your schedule for me here a little bit, so I appreciate it. And uh, good. we only got a, four more games left to go and, and, here, too. I, I, so. I, uh, we, I remember talking about football when we. I'm like, hey, what was what was training camp like? Yeah, and doesn't it seem the like, hot summer? Yes, and the that, hot yeah. summers, the three days that we were doing, and just giving you a little bit of an insight mm-hmm. of what it was like at seminary. So I was just gonna say, yes. yep. <laughs> and, and but that, that seems like it was just a couple weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. it goes by so fast. Yep. And the season is quick, but I tell you, like the season is long when you're in it. As a fan, like I blink now, I'm like oh my gosh, we're this game. I'm telling you, like the guys are beat up, uh, injuries are nagging, like. They don't heal. Right. You just put a Band-Aid on them and try to f- treat them just so you're able to play for the next game. Yeah. And that's it. Man. Dude, appreciate it as always, man. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll catch up with you again next week. Okay, brother? All right. Take care. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Again, big thanks to our sponsors, Hy-V and Toyson Ford. I'm Dan Casper, and don't forget to give us a five-star rating on wherever you listen to your podcast and a review so others can find the podcast. Till next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.